guys, welcome back to Beer Buddies. Uh, we have a, a COVID episode for you, at least a COVID-related episode. We uh, Chris promise it's upbeat. Chris found um, some cans from the the All Together initiative. And I found um, them at one of our favorite spots, uh, Rockland Bottle Shop. Oh, Shout Rockland out. Bottle Shop I had um, all three of these. I've, this is the most I've seen in one store. Yeah, I time. actually I forgot about the initiative. Until you found these, like I saw, I was you know it was coming out. I'm interested to see if more breweries get involved. Um, it's kind of a weird thing. This beer is brewed to support the community, right? Uh, so it's it's the idea is it started with. Um, don't let me misquote this, Jordan. I don't want to move my chair. It's super. A worldwide collaboration brewed to support hospi- hospitality professionals. Sorry, I'm sounding it out as I go. Yeah, hospitality professionals and breweries, but who's the the brewery that started this it uh, is other half other half there's three guys from other half had this idea and on back on the back of uh, the cans it says or not the back of the cans. sorry i actually had to google this because i wasn't sure what it was I, I assumed it was similar to the resilience recipe that uh we had here when they had the paradise fires in california and sierra nevada teamed up with i forget which brewery it was that had the name and they ended up sharing the recipe and ended up like you know every brewery that made some took a little bit of the profit and donated it to help people get houses back or help them you know recover from financial loss right mm-hmm. and so th- I just assumed what this was and I looked into it and so resilience was it ended up being a very big big deal there was a lot of breweries involved at least in the United States maybe northern America for the campfire right for the campfire but uh, this one apparently is a global effort and the idea is to it's not a shared recipe it's just like a shared idea because we have here we have a single west coast a double west coast and a hazy right that's true yeah from three different mm-hmm. places three different recipes but the idea is the same where part of the profit goes to pay the, the hospitality workers the local ones near the breweries and then the other part of the profit from the cans obviously it goes to the brewery so they're trying to help people stay healthy help provide services but then also they're trying to help the businesses stay healthy with this and so it's kind of like a let's all come together make sure we're supporting our local businesses through all this stuff make sure we're looking out for our frontline people you know yeah it's kind of like a unity which is a cool concept i think it's a little bit i think part of the reason like you haven't seen a ton of it i think like yeah breweries are gonna like of course this is a great initiative i don't want to come off like i'm critical of it but if breweries are open yeah do they have incentive to brew this beer? They, they might not have a direct incentive. Like a selfish incentive, exactly. I guess. It's but I, but was, I would argue the obligation to. They, they're not obligated to, but we did see a lot of people come together for the campfire relief. I mean, I would say obligated number. to as far as like you know, like Track Seven's going to be fine as long as they're putting out beer. But a brewery like yeah. Red Bus is probably going to feel it a little bit more. And then a brewery yeah, like so, Finline might have some more problems. I see what you're saying. So if they so put like, I think this like a, like, label on the can, it might be more of a... I think people would be willing to buy it. And also then you're selling beer for a cause. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. a f- full support of initiatives yeah. like this. I think, uh, you know, we've talked about it a lot where, you know, beer just brings people together. Um, yeah, so you're talking about the smaller breweries, like, jumping on this to get more recognition on the shelf compared to the no, big No, I'm just talking about, okay. like, a big brewery like Track 7 would obviously sell a lot of this so i feel like they should they should feel obligated to join the cause and help benefit oh, smaller businesses okay. that are not 
as fortunate okay. to have the name recognition and the brand. Because, I mean, you and I have gone to a couple Track 7 cam releases since COVID has hit, and, like, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. You know, the Track 7 cam releases. So I think, you know, like, like if Track 7 New Glory and, you know, I mean, Mox and Revision are in this, um, you know, like... Yeah, that, that's kind of the... When you first said what you were saying, I took it as the opposite, where you didn't expect the big breweries to jump on this because they're doing fine financially anyways. Well, I mean, so that's kind of what I was saying in the sense that, like, I I don't think, from a selfish perspective, I don't think a bigger brewery would look at this and feel that they would need to. Yeah, just to keep their doors open, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're going to make it. But I do think that from, like, a a morality perspective, right, like a business morality perspective, they should feel the obligation. I'm not so sure that they do or don't. I just... um, It's kind of an interesting initiative because... It's sort of a catch-22 in my eyes, you know what I mean? To, like, for this to work, you know, there has to be a business that's open that can sell it. Yeah. And, you know, that's so far and few between. And maybe that's why it hasn't done as well this time. Because um, resilience was huge. Yeah, that was huge. There was, I forget um, how many just in California, how many brewers were Well, making on it, the but... Sacramento Beer Enthusiast page, there's this guy named Marty who tried, like, over 50 tight kinds of resilience. Yeah, I think, how many do you get to? How many did you try? Uh, I hit double digits. Okay, we did. That's something before our podcast came out, but that would have been really cool to talk about. Uh, not only it wasn't before. Was we, it? it was, was on one of our episodes. Was it really? We talked. It's been that long ago. We've been doing this for almost two years. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It so it wasn't before the it was, podcast. It was but, fall of eighteen. That's um, right. It was right at the beginning. But uh, um, we talked. Yeah, we did talk about it the podcast because with that one, it was supposed to be all the same recipe, mm-hmm. right? This one, it seems to be, it's the same message, but it's different recipes. Obviously, because we have three different beers here with the same label. Yeah, so let's craft it on. Let's, let's jump in a little bit. Otherwise, you know, we'll do what we normally do, and we'll spend the whole night talking about beer when we won't have had anything. We're starting with the hazy? We're starting with the hazy. Revision didn't make a hazy? Oh. Hold on. Which I thought Revision... Okay, okay, okay. No, you got it. We tried to pregame this, guys. We, we actually were genuinely confused... Um, which I was when I first picked these up at Rockland Bottle Shop because they have half the label. It's the same. It's the same. It's a white label. Well, actually, Moxa did theirs on, on silver, but white label and it says all together in a circle. And, you and don't the font see, is generally the same. It's oh, all the same. Because the font yeah. is – oh, the font's really only it's on the, the label. Logo. Yeah, and then – That's funny. And then you turn the cans around and they have their own can art. And, of course, like we – you know, Moxa has a really cool – Six by or it's a five by three pattern, and so does uh, is Alvarado Street. You know, it's really great. But then when I grabbed the can of Revision, which was one of the reasons why we like Revision, they're kind of off the wall and weird sometimes. It's a unicorn on stilts in a uh, planetary sunset. So yeah, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it's totally off the wall. Yeah, it's like holy cow. But I mean, that's maybe that's the point. You know, maybe the, the it's a different approach this time. Instead of having the same recipe, maybe it's how different oh. can you make it? Oh, no, it is revision. Okay, it, just, yeah. it, it said hosted by other half brewing on the can. I was like, wait, I swear. I was like, oh, no, it's no, revision. Yeah, yeah, other half is the one that started this whole thing, and I think it's a, it's a really cool cause, which is why we wanted to talk about it. So if you see these cans, I would say... I mean, say, they get a pass because... So normally revision puts their ingredients on the can. Yeah, they, and they get didn't a pass this time, but it's a good cause. Half the can is someone else's logo. That's I mean, true. They're, they're sharing real estate. Well, the other half needs to get the crap together, then. How about that? <laughs> All right, cheers. To <laughs> drink or it's bad luck? Mm-hmm. This one smelled really good before we tasted it. That's what. Never mind. Um, Wait, I can't even do the. You're the drummer here. You're supposed to do the rim shot. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. 
We used to do that. Yeah, oh, we did. Man. You know, Chris, Chris, you can do all the theme song stuff, but it seems like I'm the, the bit guy. You know, I'm the Foley artist, you if do you the will. the sticks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Segments. Mm. So, there's a smell here. There's an aroma. It's much more aromatic than that you would, like... But the, then you taste it, and you're like, eh. No, that's what I'm saying. When you put your nose up to it, it's almost like a sherbet smell. I know. It's really nice. And you're like, ooh, this really, is going to be... Oh. And the problem is the aroma is so nice, you get really excited, and then you taste it, it's not so good. It's a pretty average hazy for revision. I, I think this is like a B, B minus, you know, average... I, okay, so, like, the way I hedge our bets is, like, if we homebrewed this, what would you say? Oh, I think we'd be rock stars. Oh, see, I don't. No? I think it's good. If you think we can get something this aromatic... Yeah, how would you I feel would be really, Okay, so I would be really pleased that we got something to be that aromatic, and oh. then I would immediately set out to rewrite the recipe to get whatever we're smelling to be the taste. I, yeah, I don't know what they have in here, but it smells like orange sherbet. Yeah, it's pretty great. Oh. Uh, I know yeah. this is blasphemy, but this might be a good beer to make a man mosa with. Oh, yeah. A little bit of OJ? Mmm. I Earth can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, and Lemon I'm oh. on the on the podcast record with saying that, and I know it's a controversial topic, but if you could smell this beer, it smells great, tastes fine. Yeah, I'm secure enough that I could drink a. I think it only gets the hype because it's revision. <laughs> like if you slapped um, another brewery's name on this, I don't think we'd. I think we'd criticize it more. Like what if it was? What if this was like claim steak? I mean, I still like them a lot. I'd probably give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, or if it was... What's that one we don't like around here? Is it Altamont? Or is that Monterey? Altamont's in, like, like Dublin, which, Tracy area, I thought. Which, which, there's one around here that starts with an A that we're, we're waiting. I guess we're, it's not that we don't like them. We just are waiting for them to make something that's really, really good. It starts uh, with an A. It starts with an A. It's not Alvarado Street, because we like Alvarado Street. And I don't think they're from around here. You're not talking about Fountainhead, are you? Well, I mean... We could. Like, what if Fountainhead made this beer? They're kind of small, small, you know, I mean, underdogs. They'd be like, okay, you're a small brewery that made us. I mean, it's a solid IPA, I guess. Yeah. I, I just, that's where I've landed. We've we've checked all the boxes. If Track 7 brewed this, or if New Glory brewed this, I wouldn't be wonderfully excited either. Yeah, I guess we're impressed with the smell. The aromatics are pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Which is what you expect Ooh. from Revision. Revision does amazing stuff. Pretty unbelievable. And then the beer is just kind of mid-range. The actual taste, but it's still good. I mean, this is fantastic. Uh, maybe if it was a little warmer out, because right now it's uh, we had that heat wave, and then now it's a little cooler. Gosh, so I freaking hate the heat. That was hot. It's hot. It was hot. Yeah, that's that was shower. Oklahoma period. 72. <laughs> what was the humidity though? 140. It gets it gets humid there, doesn't it, in the summer? Yeah, but even if it's like 100% humidity, it wouldn't be over like 92, which I don't think is that bad. No, the, some of that, man. I'd, I'd take this heat over... Uh, 72, though? 30 degrees? No, I, I would take this heat over Oklahoma nine, heat's 90 terrible. degrees on the East Coast. I was in 98 degrees, 100% humidity on the East Coast one time, and that was uh, pretty awful. That was pretty awful. When I went to Miami, it was 104 with 98% humidity. And it's just, that's death. That you was when I told you I almost died in my hotel room. Yeah. I took a nap and hadn't had enough water and woke up and thought I was going to die and no one was going to find me again. Uh-huh. Anyways, like I SpongeBob, digress. SpongeBob, when SpongeBob gets sucked out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it, at least here in our region, it's not super humid. I mean, it gets like 40% sometimes, 50. So I think but. other half, where is other half from? 
I don't know. Let's go to Google. I wanted to say San Diego, but I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of Half Door. You're thinking of Half Door. Is this the other Half Door? Damn it. <laughs> Add together. You know what? Joke's on me because I just typed in other Half Door into Google <laughs> and tried to find it. <laughs> Good. You're probably going to be successful. No, that's not how you spell brewing. There's a B in there somewhere. Okay, brew. Up, oh, nope, up, oh, up. Oh. Okay, other half brewing. They are in Brooklyn, New York. Oh shoot, I'm way off. Yeah, Brooklyn. Well, then maybe that's part of why we don't see this as much out here. What the uh, all this together? The all together thing. Yeah. Because. The brewery yeah. that started it. Because, you know, like, Resilience went nationwide. But it started I'm sure here. this happened. Right. Yeah. Which is why we saw so much of it. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I believe on their website, uh, when I was looking at it, if you type in All Together Brewing or, or All Together Beer on Google, it'll take you to the site where it gives you the option of um, where to find, if you're a brewer, that, you know, the ideology is like a click a link for if you're a brewer. And there's a click a link if you're trying to buy beer. So I'm going to try and find it again. Let's see if we can see how many um, how many people around here are brewing this. Okay. So we're going right now. We're going on the website right Great. now. Again. Round two. It's really cool when it loads. It's got a really cool landing screen all together. Big circle. Exactly what we see in the cans. Mm -hmm. But it's purple. So are you a brewery? Learn. Oh, hold on. Learn how you can participate. Option two. Do you want to support breweries? Uh, learn what you can do. And it goes down to the bottom. Oh, just above this, actually, because it's all—it's one of those web layouts where it has all the stuff. Um, what does this see? Label printing. It's got stuff for uh, logos. They'll help you design your labels. You can. There's a. It's a base recipe has been contributed by other half brewing. It was designed to be easily brewed with fairly common ingredients most brewers can obtain. Please feel free to add your own twists. Click the link to download the recipe. I'm downloading it right now. We're Good. gonna check this out. So there is a common theme here. It's not just a picture on a can, which that's that's cool. This is kind of now. Oh, oh, it's actually just so you know, it's a Dropbox link. It's got everything on here. Uh, recipe. Email that to yourself. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Feature All home together, homebrew home PDF. Uh, let's see. They recommend the other half brewing has uh, it's the, their recipe is designed for five gallons. You know your system best. Adjust it to your own efficiency. The yeast is London Ale yeast or Chico yeast. So that's cool. Uh, original gravity 16 or uh, 1.064 sg. Final gravity 3.2 or 1.013. So that's that's a little bit of a drop. Uh, mash temperature 154. That's cool. Grain. Okay, which grains are in in these? What do you think they recommend? There's three of them. Pale malt. Uh, no, not in. So, this is the caveat. This is the original recipe from other half. This is what they start uh, with. So, what's what do you think they use in their two row? Two row. Yep. What else do they use to, for hazies? What's a common thing used for hazies? They use it to get the proteins, the suspension. What is it? Just tell me what it is. I'm oats. Flaked oats. Oatmeal. 
Oh. Yep. I was going to say rye, but... Um, no, that's only New Glory. They like to sneak it in. <laughs> Just the tip. Yeah, sneak uh, it in the back. Don't worry, you'll like it. Uh, the third is Brees Carapils. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't know what that is. There I we can't go. even say it. It's the, yeah, there you go. So that's... Um, Let me see. The ratio is 10 pounds of two-row, 10 and a half of two-row, uh, one and a half pounds of oats, and then the Brees whatever at half a pound so it's Breeze almost carapils pills that's yep. what that looks like so uh mostly two row yeah so it's all exactly this is a pretty common thing for most beers uh most ipas it's, it's mostly two row and then the uh, hop schedule the original recipe has one two three four five six six hops in it whoa um citra yep citra is only dry hopped Oh, mosaic. Mosaic is in it twice in the whirlpool, and then also dry Does hops. Does that count as the seven hops? That's Does mosaic no, twice. Mosaic twice. Sorry, there's five. Um, oh, okay. So mosaic, they use two ounces in the whirlpool and four ounces dry hops. So that's part of where this okay. aroma comes from. Uh, you are the uh, the nose here. So there's three other. Let me see. Simcoe. Simcoe's in here. It's only dry hops. That's the recommended. But of course, this I can get they there's Simcoe in there. Okay, so Revision likes Simcoe, they do. So I'm not surprised they have it. And mean, they like Citra, and they like Mosaic. For our podcast listeners, Chris will tell you if there were like if there was like a hunting hound for Simcoe, I have the nose for Simcoe. Yep. Like <laughs> I can just find it. Uh, there are another another one of your favorites is in here, and then there's another one, of my one that we is it Amarillo. No. Uh, is it Cascade? Cascades in here. It's in here. Uh, Whirlpool and Dry Hop. I mean, this is kind of a funny guessing game because you can use this beer, but not really. What's so there again? It's most of the Cascade is dry hopped, and some of it is Whirlpooled. Uh, and then there's one. You need to boil more hops. No, there's one in here that you missed. That's boiled. It's a bittering hop. Um. Mm. It brings it up to 50 IBU. Mm, if you uh, use it for. A certain amount. So this one, there's no volume associated with it. The other ones have a weight or volume. This Citra, one is Mosaic, Cascade, Simcoe. And you said no Amarillo. Nope. Another one. Five ain't bad. Um. I don't think they used it in, in this revision recipe because you would know. Shoot. It. Well, one of your favorite places uses this all the time. It's not Columbus, is it? Yeah, it's Columbus. Well, I don't love that hop. I thought you loved it. So Thin no. Line, shout out to Thin Line. They make great beer in these. No, I just know how so, to taste it usually it's okay. not in this beer so it's not in this beer that's what i'm saying it's, that's why it would be hard to taste but i can see them using uh, the other four they use columbus in this recipe it's recommended the original recipe for the boil they use it as the bittering hop oh boy that's what i'm saying columbus and you get and it anywhere is, from 10 to 50 what type IBU. Of, is it typically a west coast ipa uh this is doesn't say just oh. it's it's very very dry hopped uh, like a ridiculous amount of dry hop compared to uh, whirlpool hop, so I would assume it's the intention is to be a hazy, especially because they used uh, flaked oats. I mean, as a malt, but in the in okay, so in that recipe, it's primarily Columbus hops, as far as the number of hops or the you said they don't uh, have volume. Columbus does not have a volume; it has an IBU range. So like the rest of them have number of ounces next yes. to them, and then Columbus does not. Columbus is just your bitterness. Get your IBU there, wherever you. If you want it more bitter or less bitter, 10 to 50 is what they recommend, and then you add the other ones as per recommended volumes at times, 
What's the IBU for this? So, they probably didn't put it on the can. They didn't. Dang! My favorite things when they put it on the can. Oh, let's see here. This is actually really, really cool. Um, I'm saving it to my Dropbox. Um, I'm going to save it to my main Dropbox. Uh, and this is something, guys, I just Googled all together uh, brewery or beer recipe or whatever. You know, just yeah. type in all together cool. and it comes up. And it's free. Uh, you know, these guys are just sharing it all, which is the idea, right? Sorry about squeaky chairs. Ooh, that was loud. You hear those? Yeah, I did. Ooh. Doing an outdoor podcast today. Yeah, it's just lovely out tonight. So we thought we'd, you know, a little bit of atmosphere going on. But, uh, I mean, these guys, I think these guys have started a really cool thing. I think if you. The, the Brooklyn Boys. You went to the, you know, the New England area. You know, upper upper eastern seaboard. Oh, it smells it's so probably good. huge out there. You know, and I think it should be because I mean, mm. you know, we've definitely felt. Oh, I forgot to do the second half. What I was felt the uh, the severity in a sense, you know, of COVID, where we've been shut down. We've seen the masks and the gloves, and you know, there's there's fear, and you know, you try to be empathetic and sympathetic to what people are going through and what people are losing in their lives. But, you know, in comparison to a place like New York, like, we have not even begun to see the destruction that this virus can, um, oh, 825 yeah. breweries in all 50 states and yeah. 53 different countries. Not Good trying to cut you off. No, for sure. That's cool. Well, I mean, it completely blows out my idea that, you know, like, I had a very, you know, California view, you know, I haven't seen a ton of it in California, therefore there must not be a lot of it, but clearly, you know, we're, you know not too far away from a thousand breweries taking care of this you know 53 every, countries like it's you know this thing's brewed in alaska you know yeah. like and hawaii and you know where i mean i mean it's so to be fair united states has 535 of them so almost two-thirds huh. two-thirds there's 16 in south america there's two in hawaii uh it looks like 13 in canada uh you got some in new zealand four uh, 15 in the Philippines area, uh, 51 in Europe. There's 50. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So all in all, pretty pretty cool idea. You know, like beer just brings people together, man. Yeah. It's we've seen it now. This is the second big, you know, beer we've we've seen with um, you know, like a major event happened where people needed help. And breweries stepped up and got people, you know, like, it's not just about the money that go, like, it gets people, like, while we're doing, you know, distant stuff and people feel isolated, you know, like, it got you and I together to drink beer. And, like, lots of people yeah. like that together to drink beer. Or, you know, like... But without having to go, like, you can still enjoy it. Uh, they're still in business. People, they're supporting their employees. But at the same time, we were sitting at my house and we're not around a bunch of people. You know, it's yep. nice out tonight. We're enjoying a good beer. You know, yep. it brings a little bit of, like, there's some people, like, I'm fortunate enough to be able to go to work still, but I couldn't imagine, uh, like, you're stuck at home, you can't work, what are you going to do? And then I have a lot of friends that will just go pick up, you know, a can release and just enjoy beer, just kind of, I guess it just kind of takes the edge off sometimes. I don't know, if I'm, I'm not trying to speak for other people, but 
it I has mean, it to. certainly it's... takes the edge off for me. Especially um, drinking a craft beer. Like, this one is kind of like a little adventure in a can, you know? It's it's a weird smell. It's a weird taste. Like Yeah. And your money is going to a good cause because we know, you know, there's less money going around for a lot of people right now. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it's... What a crazy time we live in. Yeah. Oh. It's kind of weird how, how peaceful it is tonight. You guys can't hear this, but all the trees I'm in my sure backyard. I'm sure they can. <laughs> it's not static. That's wind. I got a bunch of trees. Uh, big maple trees. Uh, it's a nice summer breeze. This is my favorite time of year. Me too. Not daytime. Nighttime, right? Nighttime. <laughs> summer nights, man. You know what made me fall in love uh, with this weather? No. Juiced blackberry out of bounds. Oh. Sitting out by my pool, splitting a tall bottle of juiced blackberry in this kind of weather was my favorite thing to do. Can we go on a tangent about uh, out of bounds really quick? Oh, sure. That's fine. So I work with a couple of guys who, which we don't, I mean, we don't talk about alcohol at work. We're, we're doing important stuff. We can't talk about beer or partying or anything. Yeah, wow, it's more important stuff. But, you know, I, I talk to people. That's why you put me in the front of Ubers, you know? It's true. So, <laughs> it's exactly a couple, why I put them in front of Ubers. I, one of the people I work with was asking me about uh, beer, because I told him I'm a beer guy. And so, like, have you had that place that's in Folsom? It's new, it's like boundaries or <laughs> boundaries. I was like, oh, out of bounds. It's like, no, that's what your mother tries to put up before I get with her. <laughs> uh, and I didn't say that. I don't think I could. I, I'm too new. I don't want to get fired. But what's really funny is oh, yeah. this, this guy that I work with, I think he lives kind of by Roseville. I was like, are you talking about the little tap room or are you talking about the restaurant? He's like, oh, no, no, it's the restaurant. It's over. He thought it was over here, but it's actually in Folsom. He's been there. He said it was great. And I was like, you know, over by your house is the original, like the ta- the tap room, this this the tasting place. You know, like that's that no place one... is way cooler than the restaurant. Oh yeah, and well, the it doesn't have food, which it, thank goodness because of, I I personally think, and this is another unpopular opinion, if you've ever been to Out of Bounds, it is insanely busy all the time. I don't know how people can eat dinner there. It's a ridiculously expensive food for how how good it is or how much you get. The beer for medium grade beer. You know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. gonna like, I tell people like go to Yard House or go to BJ's. Yeah. You get way more bang for your buck. I think. And uh, the beer's comparable. Well, my dad and I went and we paid thirteen dollars for, uh, pig skins and bacon, uh, you know skewers or whatever, and uh, it was like pig ears and bacon. It was like one piece of thick cut bacon cut up into enough pieces to go into four skewers and then like some. Like chips, like the, the pig ear chips or the uh-huh. pig skin chips, just slid onto a barbie. We got four, four skewers, you know, maybe one piece of bacon split between them. And it was like thirteen dollars. Like wow, we just paid thirteen dollars for a handful of chips and, some, and one piece of bacon. And the beer. So that's the funny part. That place is always packed. I mean, they're doing great. Right? Like, they are. You oh, they're like, great. About business model, they're doing fantastic. It's just uh... same beer. If you go to Roseville. No one ever there. No one's in... It's, like, I mean, medium full. It's not, like, you don't have to wait outside like you do sometimes in Folsom. Same beer. Same beer. Yep. And no one knows about it. And it, it cracks me up because I, I don't personally go for the food. Some of the places we go to, there are some pretty good pairings of some awesome food coming out. But when you think, like, Track 7, do you think Track 7, the brewery, or do you think Track 7, the other side? The brewery. Yeah, we, that's where we started going. We go for, for beer, you know? And if you want to just go for the beer, I recommend going to the Out of Bounds in Roseville. Is it Roseville-ish, Loomis-ish, on the border, Rockland, something like that? It's over there. Uh, I think their beer is good. 
if you put it in context with the extremely expensive food, I think it kind of takes away from the beer, unfortunately. Sure. And the, we we like their juice series a lot. I mean, even no, it's the all mango. Good. Like, the juice mango is good. Juice grapefruit is probably my least favorite. It's still pretty good it's for still a pretty grapefruit good. beer. I mean, juice blackberry is so good. I don't go for the super grapefruity beers. And they had um, the, you know caramel super stout. Powdered toast man was good. Like they've had you know they, ultimatum's good. They had a, a, a orange cream ale that was or orange cream yep. IPA that was really good. Like yep, they've had some sours that apricot are good. sour. Oh, yeah, that the technical one. The kettle sour. Don't tell a story. We've told that story so many times. Oh, you know what we didn't do? Finish your beer. We ha- we got to talk about our social media stuff after when we crack this one open. Okay. Yeah, we have. We haven't made exciting... it yet, but go ahead. No, that's what we're that's what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. This one is the... I think it's Alvarado Street. Alvarado Street... Single West? Single West. Is it? I mean, I'm just kind oh. of... Don't you open the double West first? No. Are we going big? I'm just trying to find where it says Alvarado Street. I think it says the bottom on one of the sides. Indy Paleo. Let me support the blah, blah, blah. Oh, Brood. Yep, there it is. Alvarado Street. Which is interesting, because we just had... I'd, I would say that was a decent hazy. I wouldn't say it's super killer hazy. Well, this one's hazy. hazy. Huh. But it's labeled as the West Coast, huh? Well, you know, it just, just didn't say... IPA. It just said IPA. So I wonder, then, if this one's more... Oh, so I, I would have put that. You're, <laughs> You're talking. So nice. You're so nice, Jordan. Jordan's a very nice guy. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Depends on who you are. Uh-oh. Fuck you, Logan. Love you, Moss. <laughs> what? Uh, I usually squeeze one of those in there, so, you know. I'm sure he doesn't mean it uh, No, I love 100%. Logan, too, but... <laughs> Maybe only 20%. Oh, uh, uh, Podcast Jordan doesn't like Logan, because Logan always talks about how interesting the podcast sounds and never listens or subscribes. Yeah, so, where's and, that subscribe, man? So, and, here's, here's uh, the thing, too. Logan's, love you, Miles. Logan's also not much of a social media guy, um, so he's not, not nice going to like... Huh? It's a nice segue. Go ahead. Well, that's going to say, yeah, exactly. That's, this is <laughs> where I'm trying to get to. Um, we are discussing we're going to try and do some some episodes maybe some videos near future maybe yeah uh, i think doing some live tastings which we would have live. to create social media accounts uh-huh. for our podcast to do so live guided tastings and doing things um not only cam releases from the breweries but also you know going to Rayleigh's and winco and picking out some tall bottles and doing guided tastings of things you can just pick up at a local store oh yeah yeah for people who aren't going to go and we'll try to release it ahead of time yeah this is kind of like I think your idea um, we talked about doing this a while ago where you wanted to figure out what people could just get easily what was readily available that was good you know like like yeah. grocery store beer if you think about it it's not it's like it's not just Budweiser or Heineken or Pacifico anymore some of the places carry some stuff and some of the stuff that we you know like Sam Adams is coming up with some really good stuff where you would say they're they're pretty standard now, but well, they even do make some good even stuff. like the tall bottle selection at Winco, like they had um, some knee deep stuff, they had oh, some yeah. track seven stuff, they had a couple senior Nevada bottles, and they got Yolo there sometimes. The peanut butter yeah, combo line like, is really good. What I I I mean for people who are down the rabbit hole as far as you and I are, like they like that doesn't sound terribly exciting in comparison to what we'll go get, but you know for like like if you're you know living that single mom life and you're just trying to drink a beer once the kids go to bed like you yeah. don't have time to go like, to these cameras you just don't yeah. and this beer is really expensive that we drink 
Yeah, you and know? so, like, what can you find, or, you know, like, you know, something as simple as, like, you know, dad got off a long shift to swing him by the store before he has to go home and help make dinner and all of that, like, he just yeah. wants a quick beer when he's, mm-hmm. you know, Dude, we even unwinding, saw... like, say, say, and everything in between and all around those, scenari- those scenarios is just, like, what can you just find that's good? Yeah. Well, we, I was going to say, we even, it was 2018 Goose, so we found a Rayleigh's one year. It was, I think it was 18, <laughs> yeah. or it was either 18 yeah. or early 19. Like, shoot! We found it, that's one of our favorite beers ever, so cheers right, to, uh, cheers to the adventures. What's your smell? It's different than the last one. A little more melon, maybe? Similar, it's still similar. This one uses Columbus, though. Yeah. It'd be, well, maybe not. So it's not melon. I was going to say it tastes, it has a smell, a little bit more of a smell of melon rind. Yeah, there's a peppery thing going in there for yeah. it. I think they use, if, if the revision used Columbus, the way that can tasted specifically, you couldn't taste it as much. I don't want to go out and say it's not there, but my palate didn't taste it as much. This one, I can taste it a little bit. There's a... It's also, it's a hazy, so tasting some of the bitterness stuff is a little bit tricky. The orange and the sherbet, IBUs aren't... Yeah, this one's a lot less, a little bit less bite. I almost said a lot, but it's a little bit less bite than the revision. I think this is a little bit more bite and less really? aromatic. It is less aromatic. I was going to say it's more of a a honeydew rind instead of an orange sherbet, but the orange smell is still there. That citra is still there. Maybe, maybe, okay, when you say bite, maybe it doesn't bite as hard, but I do get more of a... I don't know what to call it. I just get more it's got, Columbus. It's got more presence. I just get more Columbus. There's, there's more hops going on. Like the revision was really smooth. It was kind of low-key smooth. Like, this one's smooth, but it's more... Yeah. I actually like the revision better, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. We'll give it time. Yeah. It's also the problem with hazies. It's a lot of hazies start to taste the same. This one definitely does not have that... I mean, dude, revision, if you just go by smell, that's one of the best-smelling beers I think I've had in a long time. The smell on that one. It's true. So good. Oh. It's true. It's the beer equivalent of a better roses. That was pretty fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram. It also gives people a forum to contact us if they, there's a beer you want to try or a topic you want to know about. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty um, cool. All six of you that subscribe now across our five platforms can, uh, you know, Shoot us a message, maybe. Our five platforms, yeah. It's oh, almost yeah. a platform per subscriber. Yeah. And I'm going to call out some of you, not directly, but you know who you are. Uh, some of these platforms I added because you said that's what you use. And uh, waiting for those waiting for those likes, guys. Those subscriptions. <laughs> Any day now. So. Yep. I feel that. <laughs> so I think, I think the... Um, Easily accessible beer episode would be a really awesome one to start. Uh, you talked about another idea. The blind pale ale tastes. Oh, yeah, the blind tastings. I think fun. doing them live would be really funny. Oh, yeah. That would be um, great because then we're on I the think, spot. I think we're on the spot. And to be honest, I think there's going to be times, especially if we did a series of those, where like, we're full of it. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's just uh-huh. naturally going to happen where, like, you're like, shoot, I... Because, you know, you try five pale ales side by side and, like... Okay, I think if we just had to do Sierra Nevada versus Monkey Knife Fight, 
we could which, probably figure out which one was which. But if we did like five of them, well, that's where this argument started. Right. So it's like, wait a sec. Let's actually find out. Is Monkey Knife Fight the best pale ale, or are we doing brand hype? You know, like, let's yeah. let's see. I mean, Sierra Nevada was king for a long time. I think some people are catching up. But there's also different spins. There's a lot of different... See, when we started talking about this, it was Monkey Knife Fight versus Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And those are like two California, like northern California pale uh-huh. ales. Monkey Knife Fight's probably a little bit more balanced. Mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada's a little bit more hobby. Uh-huh. But then when you throw in a curveball like Track 7 Hoppy Palm... And then just shoots Mirror Pond. And Mirror Pond. They're, they're completely different approaches almost. You know, like... You almost couldn't even compare Hoppy Palm to, uh, like, Monkey Knife Fight. It'd be, they're, they're, like, a mile apart. I think we should see. I think we should just see, like, it, yeah. those, even okay. just those four and just, like, hey, let's find out then. Man, that would be really cool. we get one from SoCal. We'd have to get one from SoCal. If you can find one. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'm game for whatever you can find. But I think even doing a series where it's like, okay, let's, let's put, like... A bunch of blonde ales up, and let's see, like, Battle of the Brews. That would be a cool segment, Battle of the Brews, man. The blonde ales would be good. Uh, lager. Yeah, it's like, like a lager. Even like just straight up, like all the American lagers, just taste them all. Mm-hmm. Sam Adams Boston Lager. We got, you know, there's a. I even think like doing domestic. Like, do we actually you know? like Budweiser the best, or you know? That like, would be a domestic shootout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Showdown. Is that you can do like uh, you know, hams in the store. And if you do that stuff yeah. live, Paps. you know that's like people. I think that's that'd be one of our better episodes. So like, let's see which one we actually think is the best. Yeah. Well, okay. So I have a pretty good feeling about this because I don't know if you guys have heard this story before. Jordan, back in his his days of beer tending, uh, he I walked in to see him, and he just handed me a taster. Of this beer, I was like, "Here, try this." And I tasted it. How long? Is it? Like five minutes? Ten minutes? I took my time with it. Mm-hmm. You didn't tell me what it was. You just handed it to me. I didn't see what you poured. I just walked up and you said, like, "Here, try this." Just like I worked my way through it. You know, we're trained professionals here. You know, I try to conduct myself. And uh, I guessed what it was. I was able to guess what it was. Well, okay. And it was a beer that I had never even had before. Right. <laughs> and he only guessed it yes. because right before he came into the restaurant, he had seen a commercial about it. Uh-huh. And it described the that's, beer. And, and I just happened only, to give him the that's, beer. <laughs> that's the only reason that you can think of that I was able to pick it out. But, okay, so we... Yes, because no one would just guess Sam Adams fresh as Hellas. Hey, out of nothing. <laughs> you know what it just gets, but how many? I'm I'm trying to brag a, a little bit here. Yeah, I know. You did people, great. Whatever. How many people could you sit down at a bar top and hand them a random, average, you know, accessible beer and they'd be well, able to Well, it wasn't it random if you were already told about it beforehand. I was told that it existed. You're like with orange blossom, and then you're like, this beer tastes like orange blossom. I'm like, uh huh. Like, so it's the freshest hellos thing from Sam Adams, right? But I, was I like, knew what? it was Sam Adams because of the way the green tasted. That's true. You know what I mean? And the way the yeast is on there, the, the profile. So, it, like, Sam Adams has a taste. And that's one thing. We start doing this stuff with the lagers and the, the pale ales and all that. I think we're actually going to do pretty well. I think I'm going to give us a little bit of credit you, here. I think you could be right. I just, I'm will, I want to find out. You are know? you, are you it, waiting for an upset? I, I, no, I just want to find out. I, I think uh. it's a dangerous game to play. Um, I mean, we've done blind tastings before. We've done Guess the Hops, you know, and we've, we get 
pretty close with the cans in you know like are we gonna have to go buy like a really lame weird trophy and like the, you know, <laughs> whoever does the best gets yeah. to keep the trophy until next time when we do the next taste off <laughs> it's like a, a you know like a moose or like a, no it needs to be like a like a trophy of like a beer boot yeah or even Something. some like crappy looking shoe look thing so it's kind of like a beer boot oh I know a place where we can order a like a ten dollar little plastic trophy, like a cheesy little trophy, put whatever we want on it. There I've you ordered, go. I've ordered one before and it turned out pretty great. So all right. So now that we've done the social media tangent, all together, Alvarado Street. Slightly. I wouldn't put it super far behind. Well, the no, vision. I'm not ranking them. I'm just okay. I'm putting we're doing them in order. In order. Okay. So far. Hopefully, uh, I, I got high hopes for Moxa. Um, well, so what? How, okay. the, the revision one seems to be aligned with what revision is about. Uh-huh. The Alvarado Street one, what do you think? I think we've only had a, a few from them, enough sure. to know that we like them. I mean, I've been there. I've had a whole flight yeah. there. Okay, I've only had like three or four pints randomly. But they've all been really good. I don't really know what they're about, but this recipe tastes similar enough to the revision one where it makes me think that they tweaked it. And they put their spin on it, and I like it. I like the spin. I like that it's different from the revision. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh, um, the uh, El Dorado one we had from them recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the okay. single hop El Dorado thing that we had. Yeah. It kind of reminds, like, at least, you know, because you get that melony thing, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. So I could see where it would be aligned. The two things, and I thought about this with, with resilience, um, and I think with these kinds of fears... And we'll see how the Moxa one turns out. I think it's less about the beer and more about the initiative. Yeah. Which I think as it should be. Because, um, you know, global pandemic, high-quality beer. Global pandemic, <laughs> high-quality beer. But uh, I think I have a hunch that that recipe is a hazy recipe. Yeah. Well, it's it's dry hop like no other, and it's got oats in it. So that's yeah, kind of leads you. I'm interested to see what Moxa did because they have a whole extra one and a half percent ABV on there, so I think it'll be different. But then also, well, um, the, you Moxa know, Moxa makes a lot of hazies too, though. Sure, right? but so. ales take you know anywhere from two to six weeks to ferment. So I wonder if because you know urgency was important given this criteria that they just pushed beer through. And they're like, well, let's just brew it, let's let it ferment, let's get through this. And it wasn't made with the same intentions that their their best beers are made with, per se. You know what I mean? Like, I because time that. was of yeah. the essence. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Which just means I think maybe the 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 criteria for grading is a little bit different. I don't I don't know. I just think it's an interesting so, thing. Trying this one. Trying this one from Alvarado Street. Ah, uh, oh, it's getting windy enough where it's blowing our cans over, guys. It's it's getting breezy. So, I think I was saying. Uh, between these two, the Revision and Alvarado Street, can you taste some sort of overlap? As if they, yes, you know. So it's going to be interesting. So if we if we tra- taste this one from Moxa, it tastes very similar. Uh, these guys haven't really changed a lot from the original recipe. They've deviated kind of their own way, but it's not so much a different flavor cake. It's more like a different flavor icing. You know what I'm saying? The the meat is still mostly there between these two. At least between these two. Yeah. Like, it's very similar. There's well, the aromatics are very different. Very different. Yeah. Um, 
there I mean I'm gonna say it again and we're probably gonna talk about this for like the next two years but the aromatics on that revision beer are, are kind of heartbreaking you know like it's kind of heartbreaking that it smelled so good and it tasted I mean when we get off the air oh ask me to tell you what my metaphor would be for this Okay, yeah, you guys probably don't want to hear earplugs, guys, if you don't want to hear this. <laughs> no, we'll do it off the air. Okay. So, yeah. Because uh, I don't trust... Miles, I love you, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't trust you to edit it out. What? Yeah, what do you mean, what? What? Miles! That's only when Miles is here. No, 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 yeah. no. Miles... No, it, he's, no, he's, mm. he's, mm-mm. In one of our episodes, there's me talking about a jersey swap. In the NBA, uh-huh. and, you know, I was like, "You want me to talk about basketball?" Like, don't worry, I'll just edit this out. Like in the podcast, that's character. That's <laughs> intentional. You see, see, and that's my yeah. thing is if I say some inappropriate joke, it's gonna be character. That's intentional. Uh-huh. It's not. I don't know. Yeah, they're getting to know you. Your, your listeners want to know who you I really know, are. I know. It was a joke that the female listeners aren't gonna like. So I'm gonna oh, leave it be. Now he's now he's looking out for him. There's been so many. How many sandwich jokes have we made? You made me. I know what. <laughs> Hey, Don't act like you haven't made them. I ha- I'm just saying. I didn't The sandwiches, just Chris. The sandwiches. Oh, I love me a sandwich. I make sandwiches all the time. I live on my own. I've had to learn to make my own sandwich. It's not the same. Yeah, it's definitely not the same when you do it yourself. <laughs> I'm just not as good at it. <laughs> it's not even like a, she should make me a sandwich. She's probably just better at it than I am. Are we still talking about sandwiches? Um... <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, yeah. That's single life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what a good sandwich tastes like anymore. It's PB&J for me. Hey, peanut butter's a wonderful thing. Oh. Oh, yes, it is. Man, so, okay, let's talk about this then um, really quick. Uh, Nuck and Futz is back, apparently. It hasn't gone away again yet. Remember when they said they weren't making it anymore? And yeah. Then it shows up. Well, they lied to me. Yeah. yeah we they had, lied to me. We were sad. A peanut butter blonde. Okay, I was sad until I had the peanut butter blonde. That the was The blonde amazing. is better. Oh, yeah. The blonde is hands down better. The peanut butter blonde, the Nuck and Futz blonde from Track 7. That was incredible. Beer Week release for 2018. 2019. Because yeah. uh, 2019, they only did the peanut butter blonde and the blueberry saison. And That's right. That's and I remember right. thinking it was a little bit odd that they only did those. But well, they did that, and plus the margarita sour. Which was... Eh, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, for track seven sours, it's eh. For most Sacramento sours, it was C plus, B minus range, depending on how much you like it. Yeah. We still drank it. Uh, Did not age well, because uh, it got more salty and limey. Oh, you're talking about the limone salt. Yeah. Yeah, that got really salty. Um, Ooh, boy. And, uh, but... When I went and bought it, I was only, I was really interested in the Blueberry Saison. And then I was like, shoot, can I just try the blonde? And, like, I, like, audibly cussed when the guy gave me a sample and he thought I was really unhappy with it. It's like, fuck! He's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I was like, no, I'll take the four pack. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> can I make two four packs? No, that was, what was it recently? Um, that's, I wish they would bring the blonde back. You said that they they told you the blonde was going to be the new version, right? Yes, because it required the something about the grain and the chocolate balance required less chocolate. Yeah. Well, because the chocolate was expensive, and with the blonde they didn't have to use the chocolate. Yeah. Okay. You could just use the peanut butter, which is also expensive. But I mean, they cut out the chocolate and yeah. just you know what I mean. It just was a cheaper beer to it make. It was so much better. 
The peanut butter blanc is better. So much better. But it's back. Chris really likes it. It's fine. The regular. The regular's back. The regular's back. Chris still likes it. I don't love it. I think it's a really good peanut butter porter. You know, as far as peanut butter porters and peanut butter I would rather have the Belgian beaver one. Yeah, peanut butter milk stout? Yep. Really? Yep. And they make that all the time. Yep. Welcome to my... Welcome to why I feel the way I feel. So, even though you can get Nuck and Futz Nitro sometimes in cans... I don't really... I like the regular red Nitro. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know. Wow. We've had this argument already. Oh, maybe it just scars me every time I just put it out of my memory. Man. Yep. So, welcome to some of our... This is... Okay, so the argument was almost as strong when we were discussing whether or not Sierra Nevada or Monkey Knife Fight was... King, so that that's where that whole idea started. Sierra Nevada parallels King. See exactly, so it's King. You, know, I, <laughs> you can imagine how we we argue about some beers sometimes. You know, if we're willing to take it all the way with the uh, parallels and Sierra do a blind taste Perth, test. Monkey knife fights Travis Barker. Uh, seventy-five percent, I agree, but I don't think that. Well, I have two degrees in drumming. How many do you have? So we'll let's play. Well, we're talking about beer. <laughs> we're talking about beer. I know, but I made a drumming comparison. Uh huh. All right, I'm gonna crack the mox one. You can fit. You can keep talking. <sighs> it's like I don't know. I, I we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll try it out when. Uh, oh, this one's not not a hazy. <laughs> oh, Moxa did not make a hazy. Well, also, Moxa throws curveballs sometimes. No, they don't. No? Well, maybe. Oh, they made the fruity one. Sorry, Moonraker's yeah, one. Yeah, Moonraker think. plays it safe all the time. So does Revision. You know. Moxa, you know, Moxa I, my name is Jordan Shippey, and I went to Moxa and had a wonderful time. So I can't, you know, I had confessions to make. They they did hey, well. If, if you guys are don't, wondering. They're not the sixth best brew in the world. Excuse me. I was just about to say, Jordan, if you guys are wondering. Jordan happens to have well we both we both like Mox and Taco Bell so we have really good taste we agree that we like Taco Bell and it happens to be the best Mexican restaurant in the country we also like Moxa which is the sixth best brewery in the world so you can trust our opinions on food and beer that's all I'm saying it's backed by by surveys and you know studies and I do like Taco Bell <laughs> it's not Mexican food no it's not <laughs> They should just stop doing surveys if these are the results that are coming out of them. I mean, we're not going to argue that, that, you know, Taco Bell's great and so is Moxa, but, not, you know, like... <laughs> okay, what's but the, Moxa uh, makes real beer. Yeah. Taco yeah, Bell yeah. does not make real food. No, they... No, it's mostly like powder. Processed chemical bullshit. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. It's just funny. All right, so Moxa. And that's actually how the blind test got started, by the way, going back to Sierra Nevada versus Monkey Knife Fight. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think if we put if we put them all side by side, I don't know that we really know. I'm the doubter, and like I don't know that we really do. I think that you and I. If we can, okay, I'm gonna tell you right now. If we put five pale ales on the table that we've tried before, and we can identify all five correctly. Then we need to go Do to see some, No, we need to go... Okay, we went two very different rabbit holes. We need to get our level two sea sort on. I'm down. I'll even pay. I'll pay for that. Yeah. Well, you're the one applying to breweries, so good luck with your... I mean, yeah. ...ventures, so without getting into detail, I don't know if you... 
we I mean, I applied, our it, listeners can know, I applied right. the Tilted Mash and Urban Roots. Urban Roots. I hear um, my boy here. He's he's good. Obviously, he's got a podcast about beer. He knows what he's talking about. Um, we'll see. I'd love to. If not, it is what it is. Um, I'll be fine either way, but uh, working at a brewery hey. would be like a huge... A huge thing for me. I love. I mean, I just. You know what? We're gonna have a party. We're gonna have a party. Uh, it's uh, burgers to briskets. Gonna... I love. <laughs> Congratulations, man. That's good. I like that. Um, <laughs> no, I even like tilted mash would be a cool scene, man. You're just pouring beer. You're just not like you're just not tripping. Like it's just. You've done that before. You got it. Well, I mean, but yeah, it's only part. Like when I was working at Red Robin, I had to serve people and like like they ordered food and I had to make mixed drinks like. So I'm so saying you're just pouring beer and talking yeah. beer like that was my favorite like when someone came in and like wanted a beer recommendation that's like my favorite part of the day yeah it's like oh you should have and I start doing like all these guided tastings uh-huh. and samples and people all the time would be like I've never had a bartender do this at a restaurant because usually they don't care they just want your money or they'll sell you another beer or whatever just to no, get I you think, the I think I uh, think experiences match so even like okay so for our listeners I went up to Oregon last weekend and uh, there was this uh, – we were breaking out snacks between meals, right? So my mm-hmm. mom, like, busted out hummus, which always makes me think of Portland because <laughs> of our trip. All the and, hummus. Uh, uh, you know, there's chips and salsa. And then my aunt busts out this – it was a white cheddar apple dip. Huh. It was, like, wow. apple something. I forget what it was called. In the middle, it was, like, a like, – kind of looked kind of like applesauce to me with a white cheddar thing and you just stir it all together it looked kind of like hummus but it was a little bit different mm. and uh I, we were dipping it with different things and I was talking about how it reminded me of like charcuterie which is like yeah. you know cheese and fruit pairings uh on you know a big platter uh-huh. and I started talking about like different beers that would go really well yeah it's like oh you know something something light bodied <clears throat> nothing darker than an amber yeah like, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale will go well, or, like, a nice blonde would go well. You know, like, a really, really... A well-made Czech Pilsner would balance out really, really nicely. Ooh. Um, okay. Vienna Lager? It's a little dark, but it could okay. work. So, um, not Mars and then? Definitely not. No, I think... I mean, Amber's pushed it. Talking about a Pilsner... Definitely Pilsner territory? I mean, I think Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was what I went with. Something to the hops, <coughs> I think, would have livened up. You know, the apple okay. and the white cheddar a little bit. Yeah. You know. But, you know, there's there's lots of options. There's, you know, there's no, but like, pairings, man. Like, it's just a long-winded way of being like, man, just working at a brewery, talking beer, and giving people an experience. You yeah. know, like, the, I'm, I'm passionate about pursuing the experience for myself, and I think you are too, and we've pursued enough of those experiences oh, yeah. where we... We know how to, you know, Chris has gotten asked to do a guided beer tasting for his friends, and like, um, you know, working at Red Robin, they asked me to do guided tastings for the, the servers and help them understand. So, and There was even a time where I had a friend, I was trying to explain to him the greatness of Ruthless Rye. Right. And we had a 12-pack. A See, so yeah, so. <laughs> Cheers yeah. real quick. And Cheers. Let's, let's taste this beer before we get into the story here. Mox Oh, smell it. What do you smell? Simcoe. It smells similar to the Revision beer a little bit. But heavily, this is mostly Simcoe. This isn't as shepherdy. Yeah, it's definitely more West Coast. But there's, there's that's, something... That's undeniably Simcoe. 
There's something similar between all three of these beers in the aromatics. I'm drinking. And there's less Columbus in this one. It's this more, one's very heavily Simcoe. It's a very, it's a West Coast for sure. It's a very mild West Coast. High ABV. It's kind of like. You know what it reminds me of? What? Left eye, right eye. In a weird way. Yeah, I can see it. It's like the shadow of left eye, right eye. I'm very protective of left eye, right eye. I know. Right hey, hey. I, you um, know, but you have to admit, as far as the West Coast double, this is, is it's got some similarities in the the lack of like the bitterness not, tapers off more in the back end than left eye, right eye. Uh huh. And left eye right isn't made with Simcoe, but I, I definitely it's a similar see, body. I definitely see what you're talking the about. The mouth feels similar. The ABV is similar. This is a right? good. This is a good double. Oh, it's good. So I'm we're sorry, ruthless rye. Go we're ahead. talking about no, we're talking about providing experiences for people. But your buddy with the ruthless rye was what you were talking about before I cut you off. Well, yeah, you had a buddy so, with the ruthless rye. So the, well, the, I'm trying to remind. So the, the idea is to provide an experience. It's not just. Like, Jordan and I drink all these crazy stuff, all the new stuff, just because we like trying what people come up with. It's like, you know, creativity, expression, but the experience doesn't have to be crazy. Like, a friend of mine, I was trying to explain to him how good Ruthless Rye was. I was drinking it out of a bottle straight. I've had it so many times. I think we were on a camping trip. This is one of the times that I was camping with the race team, Mm -hmm. I believe. So, we would just have whatever was at the grocery store. They happened to have, like, a variety pack with Ruthless Rye. And so... Drinking it straight. He uh, tried it. He had one out of a bottle. He's like, yeah, it's okay. And I was like, it's not, dude, this is like one of the best. This is like one of my favorite IPAs ever. Which now, looking at the kind of beers that you and I drink, that's why we, we had it again. It delivers. It's, it's kind of off the wall, different from these, but it's good. It's ruthless rice, really good. <laughs> well, all I did was take his bottle. It was about you know three quarters of the bottle left, and I poured it into a red solo cup. But I did like a really nice pour, mm. not too much head, just like maybe like a, mm. a finger of head. No such thing as too much head, am I right? Yeah. I think there <laughs> is from beer. Uh, <laughs> it goes a little too far, and you, you know. I like the disclaimer for beer. There is for beer. That's what we're gonna say. Everything else is fine. Like, <laughs> but you know, just a good pour. Where it kind of opens the beer up, kind of oxidizes a little bit, yep. releases, mm-hmm. and then he tried it, and he's he was new to drinking beer at the time, but he could actually taste a difference between drinking it straight out of the bottle yeah. and drinking it's it like with a good pour. Like eighty-five percent of what you, like eighty-five percent of your taste is how you smell it. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Jordan and I, you know, the beer experience that we talk about. The reason why we're so passionate about it, I was able to take a beer that you could buy at the grocery store with a good pour. And someone who was new to beer was able to tell enough of a difference with the proper guidance, or like you're saying, just well, sitting there talking may- beer. And maybe not even a good port. You know, like there's things that you can't control that you and I see all the time. Like, what if it was like perfectly stored from uh-huh. the time it was tapped, or like, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. also it was poured well, it was held yeah. at the right temp. Uh-huh. You know, like there's so many things that go into it where like when all those, <coughs> like you and I can taste, like when those things align, like shoot, this is good, and it's like it's a. Uh, it's really like a once-in-a-lifetime moment. That uh-huh. one batch of beer, that one time it was stored correctly, uh-huh. the one time, like, you and I have screwed up plenty of pours, and, like, it sounds so funny where you're like, oh, that's really not that big of a deal. Like, no, it just makes a difference. But it won't I, ruin I think, your experience, but it will enhance it. Well, you're The reason why you're excited to work for a brewery, though, is because you know the beer's going to be taken care of. 
mm-hmm. you know how to pour beer properly. Plus, you can sit there and talk to people about beer, which is an experience beyond the tasting. It's an experience at the brewery itself, the atmosphere. So you're, yeah, it's a whole thing, and that's a big deal. That's more people don't realize how big of a deal that is. It's the entire experience. That's what you're mm-hmm. looking for. I think I think you're going to be great. I hope one of these two picks you up, and if they don't, they're dumb. <clears throat> I agree. So I, I mean, I, I it's hard. It's like all right. we like both of you guys, but if you don't hire my boy here, and you're you're losing out. You're missing out. I mean, like stuff. either one, I'd be I'd love. Like I mean, I know Urban Roots better. Just because Tilted Mash hey. is all about Elk Grove, but you know, Burgers like, to brisket, man. <laughs> Burgers to brisket. Uh, uh, Urban Roots. If you got hired at Urban Roots, I might, I might have to buy a house in, in Midtown and, and walk over there like every day. <laughs> like, hey, is Jordan here today? No, I'm he, just he's working today. for the summer, you know, and then I go back to Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, all right, fine. I'll write, I'll write month to month. Well, and that's the thing the is, like, uh, you know, day. I don't want to, like. Even if I'm done over the summer, like, I'm going to tell him, like, I'm going to be back for the holidays. Like, if you need an extra person in the holidays, like, I'm your guy to come back. Like, next summer when you need help again, like, I'm your guy. Like, like we, I'll help you brew beer. Like, I'll you know, do whatever. No, like, everything. even, like, Urban Roots was hiring for busters. Like, I'll go bust tables at Urban Roots. I don't care. Yeah, but you, that's what I'm saying. I think if you bust tables at Urban Roots, you wouldn't care, but they would be missing out on an opportunity. Sure. And it's hard, I mean, it's hard to sell that right now because everyone thinks they know everything about beer. But I think you and I... We know we more know. than most of the beer tenders we go around. Like, there's just... I mean, as much as I... You know, I appreciate the attempt at humility. Yeah. It's also, like... I think we, we know what we're talking about. I think if you were just busing tables, especially since you've made beer before, um, we've... Like, we've you've sat here at the beginning of this podcast and named all five of the hops that were in a beer recipe that you've never seen before. You know? Yeah, sure. Like, the base hops... Like, <clears throat> just it'd be cool. I mean, and I'd be very fortunate to have a gig like that. Um, you know, especially would, with in oh, the midst of all this yeah. COVID thing, like just I to mean, be working, man. You gotta be thankful. You gotta you know, be thankful. I mean, and to be honest, like my bills are mostly paid as it is. Like I've been very fortunate through all of this. Um, he works at night. Oh, the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been moonlighting. He's been paid his yeah, bills. Um, He's a cam girl. Yeah, you wish. Um, <laughs> hey, you work for Oklahoma for a little bit, so you're teaching. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, man, what a crazy time. And distance learning is terrible for, like, oh, yeah, it people. Let's talk about that. I mean, okay, I'll tell oh. you, like, okay, so if our listeners, any of our listeners are, you know, <clears throat> students during this, I'll tell you, distance teaching sucks. Because I'm on both sides, like, I teach, and I, like, and I'm going to school, so, like, being a student sucked, and, like, being a teacher sucked, too, and, like, I, I hope that if anyone had any frustrating scenarios with Zoom and their teachers, I'd encourage you to be patient, because I will tell you that I didn't bother using Zoom for my classes, I, I went with an asynchronous format, and... It just um, it get, like, it just gives me so much anxiety as an educator because I do think, by and large, whether they're good educators or not, everyone in education, or at least not everyone, most of the people in education are worried about giving their students the best experience they can. They might yeah. not necessarily do that from your perspective. I don't want to defend bad teaching because I've had plenty of bad teachers. 
But like, gosh dang, man, I put so much thought into my online curriculum and like hours and hours and hours and hours and it was the best it could be and like it still just wasn't enough. You know, like it just is well, what it is. I have friends that go from teaching elementary school all the way through you know, your university professor of sorts. Uh, I have, not of sorts. I teach. I teach accredited classes. I know? was gonna say of sorts because I, my next point was to bring up. I have friends that are tenured. Oh like, sure. Friends yeah. that I've made, you know, at Sac State that are tenured professors. All of them, everyone across the board. So it's, it's kind of like the assumption that every everyone thinks teachers have it like easy. Oh cool, I don't have to go to the office now. But every teacher that I know doesn't matter if you're you know preschool all the way through, they're they're stressed out. There's a human interaction that's not there, and I think that's a really important part of teaching. And it's hard to, you know, try to get technology that hasn't been tested this way to work every time. It's hard to try to connect with all your students and be there for them, but you can't actually physically be there for them. You know, well, it takes longer like, to answer questions and emails and things get lost. Right. And, and even patience versus accountability is yeah. a really tough thing. So, like, you know, like, I teach a drum set class, and now they're playing on, like, books or pots and pans or like I was teaching I teach percussion lessons also and the assignments instead of using the given instrumentation I just told them to find objects in their house and one kid like ran out of ideas so he decided to use nothing but sounds his toaster could make and it turned out pretty great but like you know like how do you grade this like yeah he played he technically played the A2 but he used a flipping toaster like yeah. you know and it's impressive <laughs> I thought it was great, but also there's this like ridiculousness that everyone kind of went through of like, what the hell are we doing, man? Like, yeah. That's. Oh, I can only hope that things open back up. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny. I'm uh, was talking to Miles about this. Our buddy Miles, good for him. Uh, just he's accepted to Arizona State University online. He's transferred from junior college to the university level, which is a is a big step. Uh, he is taking all of his classes online and he was worried about it because he's doing electrical engineering and some of those labs are kind of tedious and crazy and to have to do those online is going to be tough and I told him uh, I was trying to convince him to go to Sac State uh, but now uh, <laughs> I am also going to school fully online as are you uh, I'm not no we're back in the fall oh we're not we're back in the fall. Yeah, Sac State, I'm still online in the fall. Oklahoma's going and for it. We going for it. Yeah, well, I think you guys will be good. That'll be good for you. But, you know, I'm sitting here like our friend Miles is part of an online program that's established. And he's, you know, I'm sitting here like, well, now I'm screwed. You know, I thought that he was going to have a hard time because his, his curriculum is entirely online, but it's so much more organized. You know, having like university, uh, you know, Sac State's the, the most populated university in the state being hit to, you know, pushed into digital, you know, media like Zoom and a couple other ones that I think teachers were trying, but when they weren't ready for it, it was just kind of a, a mess at first, man. It hit everyone really hard. Well, so, I will say, the CSUs are flipping incompetent. Yeah. As far as, like, we weren't ready for it, and, like, see, the CSUs kind of dragged their, their feet a yeah. little bit. Based on what you told me, that's my impression, at least. It kind because, of, that's, that, that's kind of the vibe uh, that I got, too. Oh, you went fully online within 72 hours. So that's pretty nuts. 
Like, <laughs> bro, we... Yeah, it took us two or three weeks. I got, like, six so. or seven emails with all of my protocol for what was expected of me, all of the rules. Mm-hmm. So, like, some of the rules... Because I'm on the faculty side of things. And maybe Sac State did this, too, and your faculty just sucked at executing. I don't know. No, they were given but, two weeks. Um, it was like an extended spring break. Because oh, no, we, we... They weren't ready. We were told by Wednesday of spring break... We were told Wednesday morning of spring break that we were going fully online. By the end of Friday, they wanted like an action plan from each faculty member of what we were doing. Um, yeah, that was maybe that's what they did, but we still had like two weeks off, man. Um, and we no, but like when I mean action plan, like show me your curriculum at least for the next couple of weeks. Like what are you doing this next week? And like mm-hmm. I, we went fully digital within 72 hours. Yeah, that's nuts. And like we just hit our stride. So that's why when okay, like I get. First off, no one no one knows what's going on with COVID. That is one of the things, like, I don't really like to make political statements, but I do, yeah. like, we're doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. Also, no one knows. It's very hard to have these really one-sided opinions that we keep hearing when no one really understands sure. what's going on. You know? And so, like, I'm not going to argue semantics. Yeah. I know there's people on both sides, but no one, re- no one really knows. We just, we think we know because of our own little um, like moral compass. Moral I'll, compass. I'll even... Uh, mine's yeah. a little bit more gentle than ego, yeah. but more compass. Ego that, um, and, are, and you might, yeah. in the end, who for those of you listening, you might turn out to be right. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not arguing that. Um, but like, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, you were just calling out everyone in the entire world. That's all. No, I. Damn uh, it! I had a good point. I was tr- too busy trying to make sure I didn't offend people. Now look what you did, Jordan. Yeah, and then I forgot my whole point. You were worried about the snowflakes, better. and uh, you got caught in a blizzard. <laughs> white out. You got white out. Um, I don't I even don't know, know where you're going. It's I can't totally even help you with this. It's we're, totally fine. We're both lost together. It's totally fine. It doesn't matter. And maybe that's the whole point. We're all we're all in this together. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're all together. <laughs> my mind drew a blank. Uh, it's it, your mind whited out the same white as these labels on these cans right here. That we just so happened to be drinking. Get back so to there we go. Look at we can full circle. Look at that. Just well, like the logo. Only because I'm an idiot, but that's fine. Um, so, do you think this beer was originally intended to be a hazy? Yes. Or. Okay, but why? Because you can uh, have dry hops beers uh-huh. that are filtered. How many beers have you had that have had oat flakes or oatmeal in them, besides oatmeal stouts, that weren't hazies? I don't know that that's an exclusively hazy thing. It's a very common trick that they use for hazy beers, because the oats uh, break down to very, rye, very though. fine rice flavor. Oats have a very high protein content, and that suspension, that haziness, is unfiltered proteins... Oh. Okay. So that's, that's I don't trick. know that I knew that beforehand. I learned that actually. It's either from New Glory or from another brewery. Sweet. We too, but yeah. All right. So this is the flight order we had him in. It's gonna be hard to compare this one from Moxa to those Would you two. Would you change the flight order? No. I would not. I wouldn't either. You could change the hazies around. They were they were close. There was ABV sort of dictated close. this, and I kind of agree with how we did it. This West Coast double on the back end was the right call. Yeah. Um. Okay. Rank the cans. 
Oh, okay. This is... Do you want me to go first? You've gone first a lot lately. I don't, you know, you can go first. I'll let you go first, you know? It's all about... Ah! Oh, oh, you guys can only see what he just did. Chris, you always say that every oh. time I move the cans. I'm trying to, be, I'm trying to hype it up, George. <laughs> it's supposed to be exciting. Last but not least is Alvarado Street. Not dissing them, because that was... It was good. Okay, okay, I have a different opinion. It's good, I, okay. I know, you always do. Um, <laughs> it's my my time, you can be quiet. Um, Alvarado <laughs> Street, uh, I think it was too much Columbus... Uh, I guess as far as integrity to the recipe, it's probably the best as far as integrity to the recipe as far as best made beer. I don't personally love Columbus that much. Um, I don't think the aromatics were particularly compelling. I don't even think the aftertaste was compelling, which is why I put revision ahead of it because the aromatics were wonderful. Yeah. And the aftertaste was just there. And um, I guess if you wanted, like, let's say I gave the aftertaste of Revision a five, which I think is harsh. I'm not trying. I'm not saying it is, but I would put the Alvarado Street at 5.5, 5.75. Like they're they're still close. Yeah. So if the aromatics are substantially better, and the aftertaste isn't all that different. Sorry, flipping a pincher bug. And then I just would put Revision ahead of it. Yeah. And then I think. This Moxa beer is, by and large, better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's less aromatic, but it's not supposed to be as aromatic as a hazy. And I think the aftertaste... So, I mean, I'm a sucker for the way they use the Simcoe in this, so... Well, smell it. it. If you smell this beer, even though it's a double West Coast, it has similar aromatics to these other two beers. They're much more mild, though, is my point. They um, are much more mild, but th- that's the thing, is they made a double West Coast... That still has some of the aromatic um, I love the way they use Simcoe. Uh, the way they use Columbus enhances that Simcoe profile. Oh, yeah. Uh, Moxa wins this, and I don't think it's close. That's impressive. For what they I did. would even put like something like this, like second place is vacant because I don't think the, either of these hazies deserves it. But um, if I had to do it like this, that's my order. Moxa, Revision, yeah. Alvarado Street. Well, with three cans, there's much less variation. Yeah, I was trying to find a fourth can, and I couldn't between our local spots. But I would agree with you on the order. That's just from the standpoint. Emotionally, if I were to think about this emotionally, I would put revision somewhere else. I don't know. I'm really upset with them. (laughs) I'm upset. Because it smelled so good, and it is only slightly better than the Alvarado Street. So the aroma, you're oh. actually mad about the aroma, even though the aroma is better than... I wish so that the you're so the beer was vind- as good as the aroma. Hold on, vindictive is the word. Yes. So you're so vindictive about the aroma not matching the taste that mm-hmm. you're just going to drop it down a spot. No, I mean, it's not even a different list. I'm mean, not even in this list. It's it's out. It's not even included. Because oh, it hurt my that's feelings. Worse. So there's only two cans in here. It upset me. <laughs> no, between the two cans that on Alvarado Street. That is girlfriend response. So I would agree with you, though, that... We do, we're just not... No, but it doesn't even count. Like, what do you mean it doesn't count? It doesn't I count. Drink so, half a beer. So you remove revision... Mox is still first place, and somehow Alvarado Street's still fourth place. 
<laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Because second was vacant. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you're like, so, no, now uh-huh. third's vacant and revision never happened. Like, all right, well. It was – that was really, really good aromatics. That was like – I don't even – I'm a big smell guy. I like the way old cars smell. You know, I remember perfumes really well. Are we talking about cars or – Old cars, yeah, like the the smell, the pre-catalytic converter smell, the old mm, yeah. '60s gas smell. He likes them without a catalytic converter. I like them old school, traditional, <laughs> normal. Oh. I like that my car's normal, not oh. unrestricted, free, free breathing engines. New has it has a good smell to it. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I'm also, uh, you know, like it's just. That's one of the reasons why I the revision like beer is just better, so. man. There's just no way around it. It's good, but it's I, barely better. But it's hands down barely better. Imagine <laughs> if the beer itself tasted as good as it oh, it would have been number one. It would have been number one. I uh, believe a mile. me. I'm disappointed too. I just don't a know mile. why you're so butthurt about it. I'm so upset because that is probably the best smelling beer. It's like if the four plays really good and then the sex wasn't, is that the problem? Or <laughs> No, I was gonna say it's like flirting with someone at the bar for like an hour and then you buy them a drink and then they take the drink over to their girlfriend. Like, what the fuck? Whoa, 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 hey, hey, for hey. For an hey, hour. Hey. Like, wait a second here. I thought we had I thought know. we had something. Yeah. I just know. When we first cracked this open, I sat with my nose in the glass for like most of that's what you know. I'm gonna tell you right it. now that would never happen to you because you have uh, allegedly Uh-oh. sniffed out more bullshit that I think never would have happened than me. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, so case is in this point, a diss or when, is this no? Like, no are you like, trying to call me out right no, now? No, I'm just telling you that I don't think that like scenario would ever happen to you. Uh, okay. Because because. <laughs> the infamous track seven pizza story where the cute girl had been staring at you all night and used pizza that had arrived for us as a means just to get to talk to you she wasn't looking for pizza she oh, was okay this is hold a change on, because you and i both on. agreed at the time no no drunk uh, jordan agreed what, with me what i said was no <laughs> drunk jordan didn't disagree with you <laughs> And what I said was, oh. she definitely wouldn't have said no to pizza. Well, of course not. It's free food. Right. That's my point. That's been my point the whole time. She wouldn't have ever said no to pizza. Uh-huh. But her intent was to use pizza as a discussion topic to get to talk to you. Oh. And guys, she was cute, and he just turned her down. I did. I was upset. Okay, so here, you wouldn't... <laughs> You wouldn't try to feed a steak to a lion in order to pet it, would you? Like, that's just, you don't get in between, you know, like, that's just not a Okay, good... but what if the lion was a vegan? That's my point. What? No, I'm the lion. She's trying to hand me a steak and pet me at the same time. Oh. Like, no, I'm going to choose. No, no, hold on. The pizza, you, you were talking get... about the pizza's for the girl. No, pizza's for me. I understand the pizza's for you. she's trying to get in the middle and get that as her foot in the door in between me and some pizza. You're not the lion in this scenario. I, I love okay. you, but All right. she's the lion. You should see my hair right now, guys. You would think my mane is going on with my lack of a haircut for three months. I, think it's I have pretty... a lady who will cut it. I got mine cut today. I got mine, I got mine set up for next week. There you go. My lady's next week. I just It's driving me crazy. Uh, I had a mullet. It was bad. I, I, I talked about this last time we hung out, Jordan. My hair is really, really long. It's like I'm legitimately going to cut at least an inch off of it right now and still have a lot of hair left. I wanted to shave the sides and just leave it long, like right here. <laughs> just <laughs> wear and wear a jean jacket and have like a two-inch mullet all the way around. You know, just, 
You know, that, that, that would have been amazing. We're not going anywhere in public together. I can't. Unless you're That's... wearing a hat. I just can't. <laughs> I'll, wear, I'll wear a jean jacket. It'll be cool. Let's no, find an old jean jacket. It won't Trans-Am. be cool. It'll there's be super of, cool. No, there's a lot of words for it. Cool's not one of them. Skin tight pants, a jean jacket, and the mullet. Oh, dude. We will not see each other for a long time. <laughs> no. So, my, my whole point with the story was they waited until Pizza showed up to come talk to me. Because they so, didn't have a reason to yet. They didn't want to say hi? You just say hi. No. So in my mind, no. if you only want to come say hi to me when pizza shows up, I think you want some of the pizza, and I was not Chris, wanting to share. Chris, you saw the worm. You just didn't see the hook. I, I don't even think you know that, that works because I wasn't even going to bite the worm ever. I was not. I was a cute girl. You could bite the worm. No. I see. She was trying to. No. She just wanted to talk to you. Well, then she should just talk to me. That's my point. Don't she wait. did. Don't she wait did talk to you. Don't wait until pizza shows up and make me think you're trying to get some free she pizza didn't out make, of me. Okay. You – never mind. Yes. Never mind. You can't, Chris, you're right. You can't you know change what? how I you're, feel about this. You're, this is, you're really in your feelings tonight. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, look at that. Jordan just – he got a strike right here. All three cans knocked over in the wind. Oh, there you go. Let's buckle them together. One, two, buckle my shoe. Dude, Velcro. It's all about Velcro shoes. No. Man. That's the way to go. God, you're such an old man. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> the wind really picked up. You guys heard that? That was... Jordan attempted to stop the cans from knocking over. And the over. wind had another no, idea. He clipped them all into the four-pack uh, carrier, and the wind just blew it completely across the table. So he went from having three cans knocked over. We made a sail. <laughs> Jordan's going sailing now. He's missing the water. Yeah. And his captain's license there. So next episode, are you? So are you doing the quickie episode by itself, or are you? That was that was before this episode. Yeah. Are you gonna drop that before this? Or? It's already been dropped at this point. If you're listening to this episode. Oh, it's okay. Be before this one. So but then you're yeah. gonna, then we're gonna do the the so, hopgoblin so flight. Yeah. I think you should drop this one and then do the quickie and then the hopgoblin flight. You think so? Yeah. Okay. So I guess then we can talk about when Jordan tried to call me out. Uh, this started when I graduated, uh, 2019, Sac State. I got a keg of Hazy Hop Goblin because I tried to find a good beer that I think my family, who likes, you know, I got some relatives that are into beer. Okay, Chris also friends, loves this beer. My friends that like no, beer. No, stop. And then Chris, I like oh, the stop. beer. Stop. No, Chris, I'm going to interject because the story's false. Chris also. That is love, all true. Love you, Miles. It's mostly true. Um, 95% Chris true. loves this beer. And I ended loves up, I ended up loving this beer. I had to find a beer no, that I would drink a lot of. Loves, and we got to get. I agree. And got a yeah. keg for his graduation uh-huh. party. And I think it's about an 88 on a scale of 1 to 100. Chris thinks it's about a 92. Uh huh. And I tell him he overhypes it. And uh, so guess what? They came out with a new version of it. Well, they came out with a couple different Chris versions. Chris came out. Uh, so Chris texted me that. So it's. They came out with a version that had Galaxy Hops. So they came out with... The Intergalactic um, Hopgoblin. So it went from Hazy Hopgoblin to Intergalactic Hopgoblin. Yep. And when Chris told me the Intergalactic Hopgoblin was not good, you guys can listen to it after you listen to this, I... What? I, I said it was good. I just said... I think Chris said it was good, and better. I told him, I was like, well, I think, you know, I don't really like the regular as much as you and you overhype beer, so we'll see how good it is. Intergalactic Hobgoblin's the business. Like, let it's me really tell you, it's really good. Really, really good. And, uh, so he was right, and we, fit, we uh, before this, but, you know, the way we're going to. Don't worry about the timeline. It's like the X-Men. You're just going to, you're just going to have a headache, so yeah. <laughs> don't even try to figure and, it out. Uh, 
So we did a quickie episode with me started giving Chris props because the beer was pretty good. But then uh, at the end, the, he tried to call me out at the beginning. That was the whole point. Yeah. And again, my taste buds. Uh, don't say and again like you always win. You don't always win. And they came out. But on you top. Uh, you won that round. The hazy hobgoblin you're wrong about, but. The intergalactic so, hobgoblin, I'll give ground. You're, you're right. So the next episode will be that, that showdown where we get to try... I think we had regular and hazy that time. Or regular, I think it was just intergalactic. Intergalactic, okay. So, um, and then we're, the next episode is going to be we have four variants of yes. it. So we're ta- we always do uh, spotlights, and we've always talked about doing a spotlight at Fort Rock and a couple others around here. Uh, Fort Rock, props to them. Doing intergalactic hobgoblin, first of all, it's really good. Second of all, they do single cans now, and so since they sell single pint cans, and they have four variants of the same IPA, I said, why not? Why don't we just taste through all four? Yeah. Do a ranking. You yep. know, like how many opportunities are we ever gonna have for breweries to go through four different variants of the same beer at the same time? Yep. You know that that's just really cool. So then we'll, we'll officially rank it compared to the others. I, you know, I still think that, that regular hazy hop goblin. So I, th- this is the caveat: this, if you've tried it in the last year between summer 2019 and summer 2020, uh, they did have a, a different recipe for a little bit. It wasn't as good. Uh, they have recently, as of like May 2020, brought back the original recipe, and that's the one that I think is really good. It's good. It's better than the other one by far. Yeah, I think the other ones I could be minus. Yeah, this this one, uh, this this regular the original recipe of Hazy Hop Goblin, I felt very confident drinking an entire keg in my backyard, which I didn't have to. You guys helped me out quite a bit. My family, friends, everyone was good. <laughs> but that was the idea. It was good. That was the idea. It was just a good. Chris solid had a very beer. good time at that party. Oh yes, I did. Chris even defended my honor. <laughs> um, uh. When his female friends called my honor into question, but. Nope. I got gotcha. yeah. So that's uh that's what we got coming up. Uh, anything else before we uh we close out? Oh, um if you do want to see us uh, you know perform live, then please keep an eye out for uh, Beer Buddies for Life social media. It'll be uh, Instagram Facebook combo, I believe. I don't think we're going to do Twitter, maybe. No. I don't see the points. I think we visual really, media really for this. Yeah. We and, can see um, the beer. If uh, if you follow either one of us on Facebook or Instagram, we'll share it so you'll see it. Yeah, just keep your uh, eyes out. So yeah, it'll be good. All right. Uh, until next time, guys. Uh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>